Are you thinking about starting a virtual assistant business, but struggling where to even begin? Don't worry, you are not alone. I am Kara Tannenbaum and host of All Up In Your VA Business podcast, where I get into the nitty gritty of growing and scaling a profitable business as a virtual assistant. If you're an ambitious virtual assistant or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Each podcast episode is filled with strategies and action steps that can easily be implemented for immediate results in your virtual assistant business. You deserve to have a business and life you're super proud of. Let's do it. Who do you think you are? You don't belong here. What makes you think that you can make money by going out on your own? There's no way you're cut out for this. Just wait. Your business will be a flop and then everyone will know that you're a fake. If someone were to say this to you, you might consider looking for new friends. These words cut deep. Nonetheless, a lot of us speak this way to ourselves. Have you ever felt like this where you are a complete fraud and that everyone was going to find out you didn't deserve your accomplishments or wrestling with feeling like you don't belong? If so, you've probably experienced imposter syndrome right along with an estimated 70% of the population. That's right. Those feelings are shockingly common. And today we're talking all about imposter syndrome, what it is and why it holds us back in our careers in life. My guest today is Heather Ryder, an anxiety coach and imposter syndrome educator who personally overcame high-functioning anxiety and imposter syndrome while working in a demanding tech job. She coaches goal-oriented, ambitious women who have suffered from anxiety or imposter syndrome from quite some time and ready to finally start feeling better and confident in their everyday lives. Heather regularly writes and presents on the issues of perfectionism, imposter syndrome, high-functioning anxiety, and other anxiety-related topics. In today's episode, we discuss all about why we suffer from imposter syndrome, how does it hold us back in our careers and life, does imposter syndrome look the same for everyone, and tips from Heather on what we can do to overcome it. Let's get started. Well, hello, Heather. It is wonderful to have you here on the episode. I am so excited that you're here today. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk about imposter syndrome today. It's not a fun thing to chat about um, in terms of like if you're going through it, but I think that our conversation is going to be really valuable to a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many of us suffer from that anxiety and, and imposter syndrome for, for quite some time and definitely ready to start feeling better and and confident no more in, in our everyday lives. So can we start off with explaining a little bit, what does imposter syndrome mean and what does it feel like? Yeah, that's such a great question. Uh, so I think that there may be a misconception that imposter syndrome is feeling underconfident. Uh, it's actually different than that. It's more like a, you could kind of think about it as a mental illness. And um, that sounds extreme, but I mean, it, it, imposter syndrome is this mental state that someone's in and it's very overwhelming. 
And it usually applies to people's careers, uh, if whether they're a business owner or you know have more of a traditional job. But it can also apply to other things, and I'll mention that in a minute. But when you have imposter syndrome, you feel like a fraud. So you feel like when you are working that you're pretending to do the work that you're doing and that somebody's going to find you out. Like, you know, the, the jig is up sort of thing. It's like, Oh, uh, people think I know what I'm doing. I don't. And eventually I'm going to get found out. And then people are really worried about the repercussions of that. Any success that somebody has when they have imposter syndrome, they feel like it's not due Um, like attributable to their own skill, they think that the success is, is because of luck uh, or like they know the right person, right? They just sort of get, Mm -hmm. got lucky and they feel like other people have skills or expertise that they don't possess. And that's how they're going to get found out, right? Like, oh, everybody else knows what they're doing, but I don't, I'm just faking it. And eventually somebody's going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing. So even if we have an expertise that we know forward and backwards, imposter syndrome can still rear its ugly head. Oh, absolutely. This is the thing. Imposter syndrome um, is incredibly common. So it's estimated that up to 70% of the U.S. population has had imposter syndrome at some point, and it's actually more common among high achievers. Mm -hmm. So people who are experts at what they do are actually more likely to be the ones who doubt themselves and have imposter syndrome. And so um, it can come in waves. It can come when somebody is tackling something new. So maybe they're fine for a while and then they come up against something that they haven't before. They have to learn a new skill or they've just been in a situation of some sort that is unique to them that's when the imposter syndrome can, you know, show up. So it can be prevalent and all pervasive. I will say for me, it, it popped into my life at two very specific times. It wasn't me having imposter syndrome all the time, every day. It was very, like very unique situations where, as I just mentioned, I was doing something completely new to me. And that brought in all of this fear and this doubt, even though I absolutely did know what I was doing and had been successful in the past, I got into these unique, different situations. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm pretending like I do, like they thought I knew what I was doing, but I don't. And now they're going to figure out, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Like as soon as something feels uncomfortable, we're doing something that we've never done before, even though we know we're 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 confident in those areas as soon as we get to a a place where that discomfort creeps in, then it kind of goes hand in hand with the imposter syndrome. Yes, I would say that. Yeah. And you know, you did ask a question um that I didn't answer and I I want this will actually help clarify I think some things. When you have imposter syndrome, there is a very specific feeling that comes with this. And these are words that my clients have used, like they're having an out-of-body experience. 
for me, it felt like I was in a movie that was my own life. Like I was pretending to do the work. It was a surreal feeling. So it is sort of uh, like a disassociated state in your body. So disassociation, like from a psychology perspective, is when you feel like you are outside of yourself you're not inside of yourself. So it's like you're outside sort of looking in. And so when you get into that disassociated state, it is very noticeable um, because your body and your mental state are really not aligned. So that's why I want to use those surreal feelings, that out-of-body experience. This is how sometimes how people recognize, and that is how I recognize something was going on. I mean, I was sitting at my desk one day at work I used to work in technology here in Austin, where I live. It's a big tech town. And I was sitting at my office um, at my desk, I'm, you know, typing, doing whatever on my computer. And I just had this feeling and it was like, it was so overwhelming in my body. And I felt like I said, like I was in a movie and it made no sense because I'm sitting there doing the work and I felt like I was pretending to do the work. And I recognize, wait, this doesn't make any sense. I'm legitimately sitting here doing something, right? But it feels like that's when all those fraudy feelings into place. It was so overwhelming. I had never heard of imposter syndrome. This was about seven or eight years ago, by the way, the time that I'm referencing. And so I did some sort of a Google search. I don't even know what I typed, right? Because I didn't Mm -hmm. type imposter syndrome because I didn't know that was a thing. So I typed in some random words and this result for imposter syndrome came back. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a thing? Like that is what I am feeling right now. Yeah. You had mentioned before that it is a disorder. It feels like a disorder. Yeah. like It's a more like a mental disorder. A mental disorder. And that I've never associated imposter syndrome with that, but it makes total sense because of the anxiety that you feel when you have, when you're going through that and feeling like you're having this out of body experience and, and that you feel like a fraud. I mean, that's huge. That's a huge step away from your sense of self. Yeah. I love sense of self. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. And that's why it's so debilitating, right? Because when you don't have this sense of Mm -hmm. self and you're pulled outside of yourself, you just question what you're doing. And some people will, you know, freeze up, uh, they will doubt themselves so much that they will either procrastinate or they'll quit what they're doing. They'll just think, I, I can't keep doing this. Some people do continue on and, you know, sort of forge ahead, but there's, you know, a lot of anxiety that comes and stress that comes with the pushing through. And if you're not acknowledging that you have imposter syndrome and you're not taking care of your mental state and your body, then there's some repercussions to that. I mean, it holds, it holds us back from our careers and our life, essentially. We yeah, it does and- hold us back in our careers, our businesses, our lives. It affects our relationships. And, um, you know, since I am an anxiety coach and imposter syndrome educator, um, I guess maybe I'm not fully articulating. I mean, when we're in this state of stress, it can really affect our bodies. So stress hormones are going through anxiety, imposter syndrome. I mean, it's affecting our physical and our mental state. So, I mean, it's actually quite unhealthy (laughs) for you to be in this 
chronic state in your body. And then that usually, aside from your business, winds up affecting things like your health or your relationships with people, you know, people that you care about because you're um, so affected by what is going on that it's difficult to be present with people that you care about, or you may be, you know, snappish with them or, you know, it just has a negative effect on personal relationships as well. Yeah. One of the things that I notice about myself when imposter syndrome creeps in is what I call the compare and despair on social media. Yeah. You just brought up a really, uh, I think, crucial point is, you know, when we have that comparison come in, Mm-hmm. when we see things, they look easy. This is why I've actually started to really dislike Instagram. It just became this, you know, influencer thing where it's like, everything looks gorgeous all the time. It's like, that's not real life. You know, we don't know what's going on behind the surface. And I love that you said there are more steps ahead of me in my business. That's actually really important. It Everybody's on their path. And just because somebody is farther along, it doesn't mean that we're not doing something right. It just means, you know, maybe like I've been in business for three years. How could I compare myself to a coach that's been in business for 10 or 15? Of course, they yeah. are farther ahead, right? I mean, they've had years, right. years um, of practice and experience and tried things that probably didn't work. And so we just have to know if we have imposter syndrome, that what's really important is that we can recognize that we have had wins. Like this is crucial for people who have imposter syndrome. You've got to validate your successes and celebrate your achievements, um, no matter how quote unquote small. Because if we have imposter syndrome, we usually have sort of grandiose views of what success looks like. And we're not acknowledging ourselves for the things that we have done. We're only looking at what we haven't done. And that's a bad trap to be in. That's so good. So I want to unpack that a little bit. So what, when imposter syndrome strikes, what are things that we can do to overcome that? Right. Yeah. I have lots of tips. So um, one of the first things is actually, this is the, like the first step is we can't jump ahead past this is you've got to recognize the imposter feelings and thoughts when they surface. So it's actually noticing them. Awareness is the first step. And then once you notice the thoughts or the feelings, you can in observe it instead of engaging in it. So it's just acknowledging, oh, I'm feeling this way. Like here it is again, right? Like without judgment, just looking at it and saying, oh, I'm I'm doing that again. This is interesting. What's making yeah. me feel this way? Like you just said, looking at social media as an example, right? And so recognizing and being aware of it, catching the thought, observing it. And then, like I said, validating successes and celebrating achievements, no matter how small, right? Mm -hmm. And then another thing I would also say is seeing yourself as a work in progress. So this is something that we were just talking about. I'm just phrasing this a different way. Knowing that learning and skill building, it's a lifelong effort. It's something we are works in progress. And and instead of having that, you know, grandiose view that I just said of like, oh, I should be up over here recognizing, well, wait a minute, I am taking steps to get where I need to go. And it takes time, oftentimes to get there. 
And so that is recognizing like, hey, I'm learning, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm taking steps, I'm in action. And then one last thing I want to say also is because if we have imposter syndrome, we can get really overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, there's a gazillion things I need to do, you know, to be at the level I want to be. And it's important to have what's called just-in-time learning. So you don't need to try to learn everything to be the expert. You just need to acquire new skills when you need them. So that keeps things manageable. So you're not like, oh my gosh, I've got to know how to do 75 things and be an expert at all of them. That's too much. So just say, okay, what's the thing that I really need to know right now? Engage your level of expertise in that thing. And I will also say people with imposter syndrome probably think that they need to be a quote unquote expert when there's a good enough, right? Like you don't need to know how to, you know, it's not the equivalent of like learning how to be an open heart surgeon. You just need to know like, what is the bare minimum that I need to know right now to take the next step? And that's enough. And that is huge because it can be so overwhelming to have all of these things that we know and should do, especially as a virtual assistant and, and start starting and running a business, there are so many moving parts and imposter syndrome definitely creeps in when we are overwhelmed, as you said, and and anxious and and thinking that we have to do all the things. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that imposter syndrome looks the same for everyone? That is such a great question. And the answer is no. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So yeah. So uh, that was a really astute question. So there is a woman named Dr. Valerie Young, and she wrote a book after she did really extensive work with high achieving women and a you know, research about imposter syndrome. And she was able to identify specific types of imposter syndrome. So how this shows up in somebody's life is actually different depending on the person. So I'm not going to talk about all of these types right now. Um, There's about five or six of them. But one of the types that I think is really interesting is uh, it's referred to as the natural genius. So there are people Uh, where some things just come extremely easily for them, right? They just naturally know how to do a lot of things. It's like they have this unconscious competence. They just can do things, right? And then if they don't master something new on the first try, like something new comes in and they're like, oh, I don't know this. And then they don't immediately succeed. Then they feel like a failure or they have self-doubt because they're so used to just naturally being able to do something, right? So something new comes in and they just naturally can't do it. Massive imposter syndrome from that. From that, Then there is also a type that's called the expert. And this is a person who doesn't feel qualified. And so what they will do is they will seek out more and more certifications, more trainings, Because they think, oh, if I just take this course or if I just do this next thing, then I'll be qualified. 
but they're constantly chasing that because they never do feel qualified. You know, so I'm sure you've seen this before where it's like somebody, you know, on their business card after their last name has a column with like a gazillion letters. Yes. (laughs) Like a bunch of certifications that they've gotten. Right. And a lot of times people are not doing that just because, oh, this was interesting to me. They're doing it really to like sort of prove something to themselves and others like, oh, look, see, I've got all of these letters after my name. So that shows you I know what I'm doing. That's so interesting. Where can we find you online? Because you you are an anxiety coach and an imposter syndrome educator. And I, I feel like with us who are business owners, who are aspiring business owners, you know, this creeps in more often than we would like. And so getting some of that one-on-one coaching. Yeah. So uh, my last name is spelled R-I-T-E-R. I just like to mention that because it gets misspelled a lot. So um, my website is the energy synergist.com. But if you search Heather Ryder and the word anxiety or Heather Ryder and imposter syndrome, you'll mm. find me all over the place. I'm on tons of podcasts and interviews and you know, I have a YouTube channel, all that sort of stuff. So I am really easy to find online. Yeah, <laughs> that is excellent. Oh, and you have a YouTube channel. So that's, that's great too. I will include all of this in the show notes, all the, all of your links so that that will make it easier for everybody. So Super. thank you so much for being on the show today. This was wonderful insight and really appreciate you bringing that expertise to us. Oh, well, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find detailed show notes available for you on my website, podsquadproducers.com, where I'll include all the links for what was discussed today. You can have the life you want, and I can help you get there. Let's do something great together.